0: Hello and welcome to College Talk, my name is Beth Brandon and as always I am your host. Class of 2019, this one goes out to you, and it's probably going to be one of the last ones that I do for you, which is good. That means that you have left high school, you have transitioned over the summer, and boom, 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 you're crushing it in college now, uh... If you're nervous about the whole college scenario, just to let you know, uh, through my work at Lake Superior State University, I will be starting a podcast called Be the Burrito. Uh premise of that is that we're going to give you all the tips, tricks, hints, and um, everything you need basically all wrapped up into one podcast, like a burrito. Uh, so I don't know when that's going to come out yet. We haven't decided. We've been doing some promo for it. Uh, we're going to start recording soon. Um, but it's myself and our Laker success coordinator, Betty Celli. It's going to be great. We're going to have faculty on. So it's not just going to be us yammer yammering at you. Um, we're going to get faculty, staff, try to get some upperclassmen perspective. So even though it's not the college you're going to, um, hopefully you'll be able to find some piece or some experience that you find helpful throughout it. In the meantime, uh, through the podcast college talk at gmail.com, I am going to be starting a Google folder, and and it's going to have college materials, senior year, and junior year uh, in this Google folder. And that link, it'll be in the description of this podcast, but that link is going to be tinyurltinyurl.com podcast college talk Um, and that's going to give you access to all sorts of things from daily and weekly planners for when you're in college um, to you know things you need during your senior year FAFSA information and then some junior checklists and things to help you kind of move through your junior year and get prepped up for your senior year so class of 2020 uh, I remember I'm doing every two weeks now The next one is going to be for you and what you can do with the rest of August and how you can really make September count in terms of your college applications. All right, let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about moving and uh, I, I don't want to talk about Just for students who are living on campus, but I want to talk about it in terms of students who are commuting or living off campus as well. And uh, just some things to bring with you when you head to class uh, during the week. So, we're going to start with move-in and then move into commuter. So, bear with me. Commuters, you can actually find your uh, spot at 21 minutes and 25 seconds. Okay, so, move-in. You're moving into a residence hall. That's what they're going to call them, residence halls. Maybe uh, one is attached to a dining center or a dining hall. Uh, Maybe one of them is not. Um, And so that's one of the things that you want to think about. Do you need a microwave? Do you need a mini fridge? A lot of colleges and universities rent those through their facilities. If you're going to a smaller uh, public or private college or university, they might not have them. Um, and so I'd, I'd say it's a good idea to reach out to your residence life or housing office and see if there are options, if that's something you want to do, but you don't want to buy one for yourself. Um, if you're attached to a dining hall and it's open on the weekends, I mean, if you want ramen noodles or easy Mac or like to make tea or something while you're studying, that's totally up to you. My, uh, biggest Point that I'm going to start off with here is go online and look at the student uh, handbook or the housing handbook or housing policies. They might call it a few different things. Look at that and then see, uh, see if, um, they have like, if you can have fish or not, or, uh, if, if, you're allowed to have like a coffee maker, um, depending on the heat element and things like that. So every college is different. I would look up your rules and regulations so you don't get in trouble. Um, most colleges and universities have twin XL beds. And so you want to get sheets that are going to work for those. Um, Meyer, Walmart, most, uh, super that do back to school stuff, Target, they should all have, uh, twin XL, uh, sheets and bed stuff. If you get a regular, um, twin, it's not going to be long enough. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, let's see what else? These are just like the big, important, like important things. And then we're going to go from there. Um, I guess you could check, most residence halls, as far as I'm aware, are not carpeted, uh, and so if that's something you hate, putting your feet on cold tile in the morning, maybe check out Target or Meyer again, or Walmart to see if they have some rugs that you could use, um, and go from there. So let's get into the nitty gritty. How to share space with someone you don't know. Um, it's true. Two people, two of you, are going to be living in a pretty small space. Um, That's just how it works, right? So how can you make the most of it? A lot of colleges and universities are going to offer you the opportunity to loft uh, your bed or, like, if you don't want to have to climb into it like a bunk bed, you can lift it up higher and put storage underneath there. Um, Either of those ways are stellar in order um, to save space. When I was at Western, uh, my first year... I lofted my bed, and I had a futon that I put underneath it, and um, then I had my desk kind of off to the side, and, um, and then my roommate um, lofted her bed and had her dresser and desk under there, um, and then something happened, and that roommate left, and what we ended up doing is shifting things around. We put our desks Uh, next to each other, or our dressers next to each other, excuse me, and then we use that as sort of like a place where we could put, um, like a microwave and stuff, so we use that more for, like, storage on top, and we put them together so we had more space, and then we had our desks in our perspective areas again so we could study, and, um, and we'll swing back to that roommate leaving, because we'll talk a little bit about roommate issues, um, and so that was a really great way that worked for us. Um, the second year, uh, they had a program that was going on that I, I don't know, I'm assuming not, but you have to check. Um, with a specific GPA, we were able to get, um, singles for the price of double rooms in the second year, uh, residence hall areas. There were two that were specifically meant for like second year students. And so we were able uh, my current roommate then and I to both get singles. So we had, we just shared a bathroom between the two of us, which, I mean, we thought we were living. Um, it was great. And so, uh, I didn't loft my bed that time. I lifted it up so I could put, um, cause my dresser was like stackable. And so I put that under my bed on one side, um, and then had it kind of running along next to my desk again for like putting a microwave on top and stuff. um, <clears throat> and that, again, worked really, really well for me. I had enough space for my couch because I wasn't sharing that space with someone else. But I would say if you've got your room and your roommate assignments, reach out to them on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you know, whatever, and see what they're bringing. Um, because if you don't have to bring, to, don't bring of the same thing. I mean, just don't. You don't have space for it. Um, if they're bringing a TV, Be like, cool, do you want me to bring a DVD player or Blu-ray or I don't know, whatever you all use now. My laptop or HDMI cord or whatever. And um, gosh, I feel old. I had a TV, a giant box TV with a DVD player built into it. So there you go. Um, But, you know, whatever you're bringing with you, double check with them to see if you need it. Bonus, if you don't have to, if they're already bringing their TV, you can leave yours at home and use it when you're home on break. And you don't have to move it out later. And it's awesome because moving out in a tiny short amount of time is stressful. And the less big stuff you have, um, the better, right? So, and again, those things I was talking about, like the area rug, things like that, double check um, with your roomie-to-be to see if they have that stuff. And see how you can split it up. So maybe if they are bringing a TV and the rug, um, you rent the microwave and the refrigerator. Or vice versa. Things like that. Um, Clothing. So I went somewhere where I could go home between seasons and kind of shuffle around my wardrobe. Because you share a closet, right? Right. So keeping that in mind, um, I didn't want to have all my winter stuff, my winter coat, boots, things that were going to take up space, uh, sweaters and sweatshirts and stuff, until uh, it was cold. Um, And I wanted room for my warm weather clothing because there was no air conditioning. So I wanted to have a lot of shorts and t-shirts and things that I could wear to stay comfortable in the 80 degree Kalamazoo, you know, fall uh, and and so that was something that was really important to me. And I'm glad that I did it because honestly, uh, it, it just worked out the best for, for me in that situation. Most colleges and universities are going to have lists uh, of items that you might want to bring based on what the area is like and what is allowed. But um, like I said, I was able to go home and do that. So if you're living far away, you're going to want to really think about what seasons there are going to be there. Maybe do some research, see what the snow falls like, see what the average winter temperatures are, um, and get a good sense of what you should bring. Um, if, if you're close enough to run home and grab stuff when you need it, I would say start light. You can always bring stuff, um, you know, after you go home that first time. So that would just be my advice. Um, Uh, Most places will also have a list of what you should bring based on what the weather's like or um, what you are allowed or not allowed to bring. So I would look at your housing website for those. A lot of places, bigger universities, I would say, do kind of like a fall welcome week. uh, Or they might call it like a first year week of excitement. I don't know, whatever. It'll have some name. Um, At LSSU, we call it Laker Week. Um, and it just gives an opportunity for new students to learn about the university and what's going on around in town. Um, they do that at WMU 2. That's called Fall Welcome Week, and a lot of other um, universities have something similar. So during that time, um, like I know Meyer does, they call it Meyer Madness uh, in Kalamazoo, and they'll bus you over, and there's a lot of stuff on sale. Um, and, that, and they do that specifically. Uh, so students can stockpile on back-to-school stuff. Um, i got to be honest, you don't want to think about it right now, but the sales they have going on at Meijer and Target for back-to-school, you're going to get just as good a deal as right now as you are right before school uh, starts and they've kind of lifted the prices back up. So I always liked having my stuff before I went because depending on when you went to that, I mean, things were picked over from students going to K through 12, and then also three different institution types in Kalamazoo. So it's not just you going back to school, it's everyone. Um, And so I think it's a great idea to just have that stuff already so you don't have to worry, like, I don't have the right binder for this class. Um, You've already got it. Uh, So that would be my advice as well. Um, So we talked about reaching out and talking to your roommate ahead of time. I think that's a great idea just to kind of get a feel for who they are if you're going in um, without knowing the person. And I highly recommend that. Um, And I highly recommend uh, talking about more than just what you're going to bring. I would talk about uh, um, just what you're into. Music, um, if you're a morning person, night person. I know you do that survey. That's kind of supposed to help you figure out if, you know, you're compatible, Um, and that's awesome, but I think it's a good idea just to go over that again to make sure you're kind of on the same page. So let's say you're a month into um, your semester, and all of a sudden you realize, wow, this person is not letting me study. They have friends over every night. They're being really loud, really rude, On the flip side, um, they don't let you have friends over, Um, they want to have complete control of the room and the hours that you can do things, all that stuff, whatever that's going to look like, Um, if that is not flying with you, I would say your best bet is to sit down and have a conversation with them because any time in life from now on, direct communication is going to be a great way to go. Whether you're at work and you have questions that you want to ask a coworker or your boss, Go to them, Don't ask someone else. Um, if you know you're having relationship issues, talk to the, your partner or the person you're having those relationship issues with. Um, if you have a problem with a professor, go to their office hours and ask them, you know why am I not getting this? How am I not setting it right? Like I'm not understanding, can we work on this together? Um, and I, I think that's a great way to approach it with a roommate issue too, is saying, I think there's an issue here. I don't really know how to solve it because I'm not underst- I don't think either of us are understanding where the other person's coming from, so how can we solve this together? And I think that's a really great way to open the door to have a conversation about maybe changing behaviors, and I think it's really important that you be open to changing behaviors on your side as well, um, because we're all different people, and we all grew up very differently, and you'll learn that living with someone else. So... You've tried the direct communication. Your roommate is not a fan of the direct communication. That could happen 120%. Don't go to your hall director. I would say first go to your RA. They're going to help you kind of write up a behavioral contract, um, talking about how, what the expectations you each have for each other. Um, kind of moderate and mediate if those expectations are fair And then help you kind of mutually agree on something that is collaborative, right? Um, If that gets violated, I would check in again with your RA and let them know what's up. Um, And more than likely, if things are really bad, they will be the ones to connect you with your hall director. Now, I say this not because your hall director doesn't care. And at some small private universities, that might be the thing is that you go talk to your hall director. I'm saying it because if you're at a larger public university, you're one of hundreds in that residence hall. And more than likely, that hall director is dealing with some conduct stuff and um, listening to complaints. They're not going to be able to give you the attention that you deserve. And so I would say the best bet would be to talk to your RA. Here's the kicker. The last episode was about FERPA. You can tell your parents that you're having issues. I think it's great. I called Home Invented uh, myself. Um, And because it is, it can be really frustrating. But uh, if they call and they want to deal with the problem for you, FERPA isn't gonna let that happen. So if you're really unhappy, you need to take the steps to do this on your own. And it's okay. And it it's, it's scary. And it's so awkward starting that conversation with someone basically being like, I don't enjoy the way that you are living in this space with me. Because um, it kind of sounds like you're saying, I don't, I don't think I don't like the way that you live, right? And that's uncomfortable. And it's not necessarily that you don't like them or the way that they spend their time. It's just that, um, you're coming in at odds, right? And you need to find something that allows you to, uh, share the space together rather than, uh, share the space apart. So reach out to your RA first if the conversation directly with them doesn't go well. But I'm gonna warn you, if you go to your RA, they're probably gonna be like, did you talk to your roommate? So I always, always, always recommend having that conversation with them first, unless you feel unsafe. I, in my six years of college, two degrees, never felt unsafe about a roommate, Um, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. And so if you do feel unsafe, if they're doing things in your room that make you uncomfortable, um, I think it's, it's, you know, when you feel like you can't talk to them, then I think it's a good idea to talk to your RA first. Um, but, like, if they're playing their music really loud and it's, like, metal and that makes you uncomfortable and you're nervous to talk to them, that's different than if they're doing something illegal um, and that could end up coming back on you, right? Okay. So... We talked about sheets, um, collaborating with your roommate to make sure you have all the right things. And now I think, um, I think the next part would be like personal comfort and like self care. So I love to play music and, um, I wanted to bring my guitar and stuff with me and, and I did. And you know, stuff like that can kind of impede on other people's personal space. And so I just asked, you know, can I, you know, are there times that you don't want me to play guitar? Um, or I just, we just kind of came to the agreement that if we were both in the room, if she was like doing something just to be like, yo, do you mind if I play? And if she was like, nope, not at all. Or if she's like, oh, I'm studying, you know, that's okay. I can do it later. There's also study rooms and stuff that I could go use if she was studying. So, um, there were spaces to kind of get away from each other if you needed, if, right, if I needed to. Um, but, like, I don't know, pictures of friends and little things that just make, you know, it feel like home, bring those, right? If you have a picture of your family and you're afraid that someone's gonna, like, make fun of you for having a photo of your mom and dad on your desk, I can guarantee you they won't. If they do, they're the worst. Um... (laughs) every roommate I've ever stayed with ever has had pictures of their families. Um, and that's like people that I've known for, I have a picture of like my family in my apartment right now. Um, and so it's just do what makes you feel comfortable. Don't worry about, um, someone thinking that, you know, it's, it's dorky or whatever. If, if there's a movie that you love and that poster, uh, is something that, makes you smile when you see it, bring it. I had a Brave poster, um, that I had up in, like, every house i lived in in college. And, um, yeah, it was fierce, and it was awesome. Um, and, uh, one of my friends got it for me at, like, a movie theater thing that they went to, and not only do I like that movie, but that memory of that friend was attached to it, and that was awesome. And no one ever had an issue with it, so... Um, I would highly recommend bringing the things that make that space feel like your home. Because you're going to be there for, uh, what, nine months, eight months, nine months out of the year. So make sure um, that you can enjoy that space and that it feels uh, worth it to you. Okay, commuters, you're up. So... A lot of places, especially schools that know they have a high commuter population, are going to have spaces for commuters like commuter lounges. I would say it's a great idea um, to drop into a student services, student life, a building like that, uh, maybe the library, and ask if there's a commuter student lounge. Um, a lot of places on campus are going to have um, cafes and like vending machines. Um, Little mini stores you can buy convenience items at. I used those a lot in undergrad because I had, like, my dining dollars um, or Bronco Bucks, as they're called, with my my meal plan. And as soon as I moved off campus, I had to start paying for them directly out of pocket, and I (laughs) spent a lot of money. Um, And if I just made myself, like, a PB&J and thrown, like, that and an apple and, like, some pretzels or something in my bag... I would have a had a more, more nutritious meal. Excuse me, a more nutritious meal than the bag of chips that I bought at the thing. And honestly, buying all that at Meijer and throwing it in my bag would have cost like the same amount as the bag of Gardetto's that I would have eaten on campus. So um, I would say do yourself a favor and make sure you have snacks um, or some solid food with you at all times. Um, I always carried around a water bottle. I had to hike, you know, walk across campus a lot, um, just because of the classes that I was taking. Um, A lot of them weren't all right in the same building. Um, And that was fine, I just, with the hills and the the huffing around at Western, I wanted to make sure I had water so I didn't get dehydrated and fall asleep in class, because that's embarrassing. And uh, yeah, I did buy coffee a lot on class, or on campus, but I'll be honest with you, I um, there is a Big B, but I always went to the campus cafes because um, a cup of coffee at Big B costs more than a cup of coffee at the campus cafes. I don't really like Big B, um, but I saved money doing that too. But um, I also had a coffee maker at home, and so I made my own coffee a lot in the morning. It was just if I had to do late study hours that I would make it at night. Um, but you want to make sure you have a good travel mug that's not going to leak all over your books. Because that is so not fun. I yeah, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, and so um, I would say create a great organization system so you know what books and folders and notebooks you need to bring um, daily. So like, if you don't need to bring your chemistry book on a Thursday, unless like you want to study or something, make sure that that is not in your backpack or in your car. Bring it inside with you. Um, I know for me, sometimes, like, if I had it out of the backpack and it's sitting on, like, the seat of my car, bringing it in feels like I am carrying the world uh, into my house or apartment. Um, But I highly recommend just taking it in with you, and that way it's ready to go for the next day. Um, Doing a lot of prep—sorry, not doing a lot of prep— Doing prep a lot the night before um, is going to make the next day feel so much easier. Usually it takes like 10, 15 minutes to make a PB&J, wash an apple, put some pretzels in a bag, or in a little reusable container, preferably. Love the environment. Um, Throw the right books in your bag, pick out your clothes, and then you can get up later (laughs) and um, your day is just going to go a lot more smoothly. Um, I would say really prepare for the weather and that depends on where you live. So if you're commuting make sure that you're bringing boots um, because the walk from the parking lot, the commuter parking lot to your class might be really far but that might be the only place you can park. Um, make sure that you have you know show, snow shovel, um, some sand or kitty litter in the back of your car in case the weather's kind of crummy, um, uh, blankets, water bottles, some food, something like that just in case something happens on your drive to and from. if you live super close, it'll probably never be an issue, Um, but like up here in the UP, sometimes you have a long drive, and if you get stuck in the snow, that's no fun, so um, just make sure that your car is stocked up in case of a weather emergency, and um, some schools might even have like a thing where you can stay overnight in a residence hall for a a lower price, and if that is an option, I would highly recommend um, learning what that is, learning how to do that, even if you never use it, that's fine, but, but do know um, that those are there. And my last thing for commuter students, um, sometimes it's a good idea to stay on campus longer um, so that you can get involved. There have been multiple studies citing that being involved on a college campus um, helps students uh, be successful both academically and then socially and then later on when they're getting a job. So. I want to remind you that involvement, as we talked about in one of our earlier episodes with both Cody Dunton and Chris Sly, um, involvement doesn't have to look like being a part of student government. It could be an on-campus job. And so you're going to meet students, you're going to create bonds with people. Maybe it's doing an IM sport. And you know, if you stay on campus and use the time between, you know, when you get out of class to when you go to that IM sport to study, you don't have to study when you go home, it's done, right? And so I just think using those times when you're on campus to your advantage, whether that's getting involved or getting ahead, um, those are going to be the things that really help you find success as a commuter. Um, like I said, there's going to be a Google folder with a bunch of things in there. Please feel free to use them. Um, and as always, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email me at call, er, podcast oh boy, you can email me at podcastcollegetalk at gmail.com and I'll do my best to get back to you. And, uh, gosh, thank you so much for joining me on yet another college talk.